0: Welcome back to another episode of Limitless MD. I'm your host Vikram Rai, and today we have Beth Lachance. Is that did I pr- pronounce it correctly?
1: Oh yes, you did. Thank you.
0: Okay, great. So Beth, guys, is an amazing uh, person. She's the founder of Reva Global. Reva Global is uh, uh, specifically focused on helping practices, physicians, hospitals, and systems really utilize um, remote workers to optimize efficiencies and profitability. And you know, uh, she started off as a, an elite uh, athlete, in di- a Division One gymnast, and at the University of Florida, has worked in you know multiple industries as device, pharmaceutical, sales, and has eventually come full circle and started Riva Global. <laughs> What if you could reclaim hours of free time each week, create legacy building wealth, and devote more energy to your passion projects without giving up on your career as a life-saving MD? My name is Vikram Raya, functional cardiologist, high-performance coach, and real estate expert. And I'm here to give you the tools, strategies, and solutions you need to transform your life so you can unlock your limitless potential and achieve greatness, all the while freeing up your precious time. Welcome to Limitless MD. Let's dive in. So, welcome to the show, Beth.
1: Thank you so much. Thank you. That was an awesome intro. Yeah, no, I'm so sick. so excited to be here.
0: Yes, absolutely. So, you know the all stars that listen to this show. They are the physicians, you know, of tomorrow, if you will. They are private practice docs working their tail off. They're entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. There are you know people who've sold a private equity, perhaps. Uh, They are oncologists, cardiologists, ENT doctors, plastic surgeons, and they're wondering why the heck do they need to know or care about virtual assistants? I thought that was just for techies.
1: (laughs) Yeah, no, absolutely. What's so interesting is that virtual assistants have been widely utilized for years and years in, in other industries, but not utilized in the medical industry. So however, the virtual assistant world isn't new, but it's new to medical, it's new to medicine. So um, so I'm excited to talk about it today to kind of tell your listeners all about how to utilize them, why you would, why would you even wanna know about it? And most importantly, there's, there's a few different things. Number one, as physicians that are also entrepreneurs, we we all know you will work hard and work extraordinarily hard and keep going. So if you need to see five more patients each day, let's say you're saying 40 patients now and you need to see 45, no problem, you will make that happen. But the trickle down effect of that is that the rest of your team, all the, all, everyone else that works within your practice also then has to see those additional patients and all the work that goes around them. So even though you're willing to put in those additional hours and the, and the additional work and to you know bomb through as many patients as possible, the rest of your staff, might their morale might be falling down. They might be having issues with that. Or let's say you're scaling your practice and adding more practitioners and getting larger, but you don't have the physical space to add on uh, more people within the practice. There's just not enough seats and not enough space. That is a great way, and those are great ways to think about utilizing medical virtual assistants to introduce into your practice.
0: And people just think, you know, is this just some back office uh, stuff, accounting in India or something, or is it just some, you know, intake in, in Philippines, but it's a lot more than that. It's a lot more sophisticated and there's different layers and levels and experiences uh, that people can utilize. So what's sort of a global framework? Like if I'm gonna jump on a call, like so yep. uh, uh, Beth has been kind enough for any practitioner out there who's listening to this podcast, um, You'll have a chance to literally strategize with Beth or her team member on, you know, how this strategy can potentially help you improve profitability, operations, and efficiencies. But before we get there, like if I, I let's say I, I in my cardiology practice, so I had a cardiology practice. I was part of. Uh, I had partners. They were really smart, really good guys. Yeah. I think the only thing I saw them outsource to was their back office accounting.
1: Okay.
0: I mean the billing or whatever.
1: Right, the billing piece. Yeah. So, sure.
0: what more can you think uh, that we can do?
1: Yeah. Well, first of all, I, I want to talk about the word you just used was outsource. Utilizing Reva Global Medical is not outsourcing. I consider it insourcing. You yes. are going to be reaching out to our, um, you know, you know, our services for us to come into your practice. Really. So we're utilizing and we're taking virtual assistants, medical virtual assistants that will be delegated to your practice and your practice only, working closely with your team members, people that are in your medical practice. So it's not outsourcing, it's insourcing. So I just wanted to touch upon that because that is a, a a big difference between us and some of our competitors that are out there is that we are true insourcing. You're bringing just remote staffing into your practice. So you're not sending it out and outsourcing it. So that's number one. Um, but so they're are, really
0: part of our team. They just happen oh, to be in a different place, right?
1: Absolutely, and and that's really the the big piece of how this works so extraordinarily well is that we also have a client service manager that oversees the day to day operations of the medical virtual assistants to make sure that they're hitting the KPIs that we set along with um, whether it's your practice manager or the department head. And we kind of uh, worked. Let's
0: do a timeout here, Beth. Let's yeah. talk about KPIs. One of sure. my favorite topics: key performance indicators. For those of you guys listening to the podcast, part of the Limitless Nation there. So, uh, you know, this is real science. This is real math. This is real operations here. So uh, let's let's be very concrete. Give me an example. Like, let's say a typical uh, urgent care clinic sure, and they're crushing it. They see a lot of patients are making 2 to $3 million of revenue a year. Sure. Why would they even need you?
1: oh gosh, well, they would probably need us in in multiple departments. Number one, if they're crushing it, their phones are ringing off the hook and that means that yeah. their voicemails are getting full or patients are, are waiting too long on hold or they're being just being funneled through a phone tree so that we can, you know, can be utilized as, um, you know, remote, uh, as um, virtual staffing to pick up the phones. So we're really virtual receptionists, if you will. So picking up the phones, making sure that patients are immediately touched that way instead of going through a phone tree or setting up, ending up in someone's voicemail, right? So that
0: high touch component that a lot of people crave, which is sometimes lacking in medicine, we'd get that back in. Okay, good. And just,
1: and just, you know, right now that is really a big focus. Most of our clients that are coming to us are, they're already part of our, are part of our company they are looking for white glove service. That's what they're trying to provide their patients. Patients are seeking that. They're looking for that. They want that. So if you're not offering that and you have you still have patients are being funneled through a phone tree and they end up in someone's voicemail instead of a live person picking up the phone, that is, that is not the direction of medicine right now. It is a live person picking up the phone or people picking up the phone. So we can help with with, with that. So that's number one. Another place where we're highly utilized is full new patient intakes. If you are a booming practice, you're continuing to grow, you're scaling, and you're adding a, a, additional, um, you know, additional practices and offices across your state or multi-states. Um, you're going to need someone or or a team to do those new patient intakes to make sure all the information is already in your database in your your EMR before that patient comes in for that full that first consultation. So that's something also our virtual assistants are also doing is a full new patient intake, not just the demographics, but also the full medical medical background, all of their medical. History. They have
0: these either the skill set or the understanding of how to do that.
1: Correct. Absolutely. Our medical virtual assistants have a four year bachelor's degree, either in nursing or something within the medical field. And that's wow. what we're bringing in. Okay. So, um, yeah, so we're talking about people that understand medical terminology will be able to go through the full new patient intake and understand what the patient is, to, is, is looking. And this is a
0: phone call or is this uh the patient fills out paperwork and then um, you just take it and fill it up. to.
1: It's really up to the practice and a lot of the specialties now they're moving towards. It's a phone call. It's a full mm. new patient live intake and that is to ensure that we're getting all of the information into the EMR because what happens is you send the patient a packet either you email it to them they never download it they never print it out and they show up to that patient and that new patient consult appointment without any of the information right and then that's a waste of your time in the practice it also sets back the schedule within the practice And a lot of cases now, physicians won't even see that patient because they haven't had an opportunity to look over, especially if they're within a specialty, they haven't had an opportunity to really look over some of the, the information that they need to before they sit down with that patient so yeah. now you there in so many levels it has messed up what happens in the day to day of the practice so the practice can decide do we want it live do you want a full new patient intake done live with a, with someone and all of that information is directly put into the emr and then if there's any additional con, there's you know many times there's consent forms that the that the that needs to be sent to the um to the new patient The VA can also send them all the consent forms, can make sure that those consent forms are signed and all taken care of and everything is there for that new patient consult. So there's a lot that can happen right there that won't involve someone sitting in your practice. That can all be done well before that patient comes in for that new patient appointment.
0: So then it's really, um, you know, I'm all about experiences. In fact, uh, for both my companies, one uh, the the real estate side, we have this uh, under like sort of code word, the Ritz Carlton, you know, effect we want to do. And we yeah. really want to f- make them feel like that. And then, you know, <laughs> I can't use the same hotel chains so for my other company. I use four seasons, but same, same concept. <laughs> right. So yeah. it's, it's, and if you do a lot of this stuff, a lot of the friction or the frustration patients experience is sort of addressed. And you mentioned white glove, like You would think you'd have to pay more for white glove, but perhaps we can pay less and achieve white glove and streamline the process. And since they're going to be inputting into your EMR, it's it's not lost information or not double work.
1: Correct. That, and it takes the burden off your existing staff. We all know that that right now it's a tough market, right? You do not want to lose your good people and your good people are being overloaded and overworked in many ways, just because it's just, it's, it, it's just the way things are right now. Right? So if you want to keep your people and you want to make sure that they stay, this is one of the ways to help them is to find out what tasks, that what tasks are they doing that they don't necessarily like to do? What are the tasks that are really technically beneath their pay grade? And they're not doing the tasks that they should be at their pay grade, right? And what can be delegated? And that's where the medical virtual assistants come in. They're not coming into the practice to take jobs away. They're coming in practice to enhance the roles and the people that are already there. And that's really how we're fully utilized. I have only had in, in all of our growth, we've only had one practice that have ever come into us with the expectation of we want to eliminate some staff members and replace them with virtual assistants. That has only been one, one client of ours that has never happened with any other client. So that's also a big piece of how to look at this. It's number one, enhancing the morale of your team and making sure that the people that are in your practice, aren't going to leave and go look for another job because you're expanding.
0: Beth, let me, let me weigh in on a couple of things. Give me sort of the, maybe the, top five buckets of the tasks that people sure. can potentially use. Yeah, uh, absolutely. These, these, uh, these um, insourced team members.
1: Thank you. Yes. So, of course, front desk, right? Mm-hmm. Um, insurance verifications, prior authorizations. That is a biggie. Those two they are extraordinarily time consuming. Um, putting and entering any information into the EMR, fax review. So there's lots of faxes are coming in. There's lots of results coming in on a daily basis, tagging them, putting them where they need to be, and also possibly sending them to the physician or the physician team that that patient belongs to. Then the back office of billing, um, claims, denials, Um, inputting, billing, and then collections. And um, so those are some of that's some of the stuff that we're already doing in a lot of the medical practices and or hospital systems across the United States.
0: And that's interesting. You mentioned hospital systems. I know that I can see this probably working seamlessly for a physician practice, even a larger group. Tell me how hospitals are viewing you guys and is this legal? Is it HIPAA compliant? Is it, is it okay with Medicare, Medicaid? Like, Tell me how all that works and I'm sure the hospital administration has a say in it as well.
1: Oh, absolutely. Well, of course, hospital administration is the key component to the success here too, because we've got to make sure that we're being put in the right roles within the hospitals. But um, how we're viewed, we are viewed as an absolute asset. We're a need right now, heavily needed in many departments. Um, especially on the front end of that new patient intake, your patients that are going to be checking in or admitting to the hospital. So we'll do admitting, which is a really big deal, right? That's, you know, taking we all get those phone calls before we're going in for a procedure. We get the phone call the three days or four days before just, you know, going over some of your demographics, your insurance information, virtual assistants can do that. Okay. That's something that absolutely the medical virtual assistants from Riva medical would be able to do all the way back to again that we're you know we're talking about claims We're not medical billers, there's a difference. So that we're not being told exactly how to bill or or we're not doing billing and outsourcing that, that's not what we're doing. We're working within the accounts receivable department and being tasked with certain tasks that the hospital wants us to do. And so we're overseen also by a department head within that group, within that hospital system. So we're heavily and widely used within many, many departments within hospital systems.
0: What are like some of the, either the states or some of the, Major hospital systems that have decided to use you.
1: Oh, sure. We're in the state of Connecticut, we're in New York, we're in Ohio, Arizona. Um, let me see. Yeah. Is it, I mean, is it big
0: hospital system, small hospital systems?
1: Both, actually. Yeah, both community hospitals as well as large hospital systems. And that could be that means within the hospital or even just the, the like uh, larger hospital systems, that meaning they have large, like you know, large groups of um specialties you know, within that also, ref, you know, refer within to their hospital system, if that makes sense.
0: Okay, okay. Uh, let's get into numbers here. I'm gonna ask you a sure. tough question or two. Um, the questions yeah. are really like, on average, a practice saves how much or uh, adds additional how much to their bottom line or their revenue?
1: Sure, great, great question. So let's talk about how much can it possibly save, right? So we all know hiring, and especially in today's, today's staffing uh, shortages, we're having to pay a lot more for your average employee. Let's say you need a front desk person, right? They don't need to have a bachelor's degree, yet you're paying somebody without a bachelor's degree upwards of $25 to possibly $35 an hour to pick up your phones, right? Then, of course, you're paying for the seat, you're paying for the workman's comp, you're paying for the insurance and all the other benefits, right? So, you know, that could possibly very easily be anywhere between $65,000 to $75,000 per head for a medical practice, right? For someone who doesn't have a bachelor's degree for a simple role. For Riva Global Medical, it would cost you $23,000 for the year for a full-time person that has a, a four-year college education and is very, very well-equipped to be able to do that role. So the cost savings obviously are just are, are right there. I mean, it's really, really set forth. And again- so It sounds
0: like it's almost like a third of the cost per employee. Yes. Uh, and- for some of these roles, obviously the high level roles uh, are going to stay in on the U.S. with uh, you know in person hire, but correct. For a lot of these things can be really uh, the the savings can add up.
1: It's yeah, the savings add up in a very big way, and and also you know we're we're being brought in as a professional service, so we're a professional service fee flat. That's all. And so there's no additional, you're not having to cover workman's comp, you're not covering insurance, you're not having to do all the additional taxes, all the that, none Is of that. Is this a
0: 1099? This, well, know.
1: so n- no, because technically you're paying our company and it's a service. So we're a professional okay. service provider. Okay, so, paying, so
0: you get an invoice, that's it.
1: Correct. You get an invoice, we charge the either a credit card or we're given a PO and then we're paid through ACH or um, or check. And okay. Yeah. So it's 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 tagged differently, you know, by the accounting team, um, you know, within the medical practice because it's a professional service.
0: And people, let's say, is there a long term commitment or is it can just be turned on and off as needed?
1: No when, what what we have found is I don't like to I don't like to lock someone into a long contract if they're not happy or they or this doesn't suit them or if they decide to go in a totally different direction but they've decided to add on and, and bring in some more additional in-house staff. So our contract is basically month to wow. month. however what I've seen what i you know what works out really well is a long-term relationship and our clients that have come in they have stayed long term and that's because they have seen us as an amazing resource. It has worked out better than they ever imagined. So most of our growth also internally has been from our existing client base. It's not just constant new clients coming in, which we do, but our biggest growth has been from our existing client base. So they started with two front desk people, let's say, and they wanted, you know, like a virtual call center, if you, if you will, to be able to have, make sure that they're they're offering that white glove service and every patient gets a phone, you know, gets a picked up phone call, Right. And then they realize, wow, this was working amazing. We love this team. We love how this is working. What other departments can we add medical virtual assistants? And that's where our growth has been. Then before you know it, we're doing billing. Before you know it, we're doing insurance verifications for the practice. So that's really where our growth has been. So no long-term commitment. What ends up happening is it works out so extraordinarily well that they can't live without us. And we would, and we love to continue to work with them.
0: That's awesome. So you know, one of the things I always advocate for people is like, you know, between uh, the AADE model, right? So that's what I say, artificial intelligence, automation, delegation, elimination, right? So yep. really, uh, this is next level. And and the cool thing is, this is a lot of people talk about virtual assistants, not a new concept. But what I think Beth is bringing to the, to the picture here is specifically for medical practices um, that are really trained. And then, You know, you can go on Upwork and find a medical assistant or whatever, some virtual assistant. But the problem is it's a lot of a lot of turnover. Turnover. It takes a long time to find the right person and then the training and then just interacting with that person. So essentially you're using this conduit of, you know, Reva or whatever similar type of organization. And they're they're responsible for that back end of it. So it's almost like a, a partner or affiliate or someone who has your back. So, this is really interesting. So, how can people get to know more about you Beth and and your company Riva Global and potentially work with you?
1: Yeah, yeah, great. Thank you so much for that. So, the best place to find us and and reach out to be able to discuss and have a conversation with me or someone within my team is to go directly to our website and that's Medical dot com and that's reva. It's R E V is in Victor A Global or Vikram, I should say, <laughs> globalmedical.com. Okay. And so that would be the best place. And there's a lot of information there to be able to go through. There's also a button you can click to go ahead and send up set up an appointment with me or somebody within my team to have a strategy session to discuss what are the pain points in your in your practice. How can we be of assistance and you know and how we can potentially work together to make it a great fit. So that's where you can find us.
0: Thank you so much, Beth. That was an awesome, awesome, awesome uh, strategy that you're sharing with uh, my uh, the listeners, and I, I think it, it makes a lot of sense. So thanks so much.
1: Yeah, no, I'm so excited to be here. Thank you so much for having me,
0: guys. Uh, I hope you guys are doing well. Thank you again for letting the podcast grow so so organically. I appreciate the referrals. Uh, you know, uh, share this with a, a team member, a friend, a colleague. Uh, if if you enjoy the content. And again, keep giving us those five-star reviews. And uh, guys, until next time, be phenomenal. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Limitless MD. If you found value from this episode, I encourage you to share this episode with a friend and let me know by leaving a review. For more information, make sure you check out the links in the show notes below or simply visit vikramraya.com. So until next time, my friends, be phenomenal.